Welcome to the California Work Comp Report. Today is Sunday, April 5th, 2020. This is your host, Corey Olson, talking to Dr. John Alchemy regarding the CDC guidelines for COVID-19 risk assessment, as well as RateFast's upcoming risk assessment tool. So John, tell us what it's like uh, on the front lines of fighting the coronavirus right now as a doctor. Well, Corey, uh, in in my practice, we're basically a, a second tier occupational medicine clinic. So we're not an urgent care, we're not an emergency room. So a lot of the first line, you know, first time diagnoses are not coming into the practice, but you know, we are getting um, uh, work comp patients who are concerned about potential exposures, not necessarily having symptoms, but you know, just calling and coming into appointments, trying to understand, um, you know, what they need to do and what the risk of their exposure was. So we've actually had a couple of those already, and those were just earlier this week. Oh yeah, I mean, it's definitely a legitimate concern being at work right now, just just around people in general when everybody's telling you not to be, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and some people have underlying medical conditions or, you know, pulmonary issues, and they are concerned because, you know, if they get sick, that they know that they might be at increased risk or have even more difficulty recovering. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure that almost every medical professional that's out there is aware of kind of the CDC guidelines that are, you know, in place for, for all medical professionals to pay attention to, I guess you could say. Oh. Yeah, I, I think most people who see, you know, urgent kinds of visits are fairly familiar with that. That being said, the thing that really adds a layer of difficulty to this is still, you know, some major access to testing. And, you know, the, the test is not widely available at the time, you know, of this particular um, interview, and it's hopefully going to get more available, but it really, really makes us, you know, do, do a little bit of, of over-precautionary recommendations because, as you know, the symptoms can go anywhere from, I feel great and I could be spreading it, to, oh, you know, I've got a little bit of a sore throat or I feel tired or I've got a little cough, you know, could this be the beginning of the COVID-19 virus? Yeah, and being asymptomatic, I mean, more or less any airborne contagious disease has the potential to be asymptomatic. So, you know, it it just makes it that much harder. Well, this is always the nature of viruses. You know, there's a spectrum of symptoms throughout the population with when people get it. And in general, immunocompromised or older people have just a more difficult time fighting these viruses. So the the, the virus is not unique in that standpoint, um, you know, because that is pretty standard for most viruses. But Mm -hmm. what is, um, you know, uh, uh, very concerning for this virus, obviously, is the aggressiveness and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's communicability. Um, to be passed on, and it's so contagious, and 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 sometimes it is very, it, you know, very variable as to who it's going to take down. You know, we've we've all heard of about you know the twenty five year olds, the thirty year olds mm-hmm. going into the ICU unit. You know, and obviously, you know, the older people that are you know otherwise very healthy people, you know, passing, and it's it's very very alarming, and it just puts everybody on edge, and understandably so. Definitely. You know, every couple of years we have something that comes about, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, SARS or, or H1N1, things like that. And, and I believe that it's probably put uh, the CDC in a position to where they sort of accelerate their, their virus spread program or what have you. And uh, I guess to, to date, how easy are the CDC guidelines to put into practice? 
for a real life scenario like this? Well, you know, the, the main CDC guidelines they have out and the ones I use and advise patients on are the ones um, that assess the risk for healthcare uh, providers. That's, you know, obviously the people um, who are on the front lines, we want to know, you know, what their risk is. And the CDC did put out a very good paper, in my opinion, that was talking about, you know, how to triage people. And there's three main risks. There's high, medium, and low risk. Mm -hmm. And if you're a low risk individual, you can keep working and just, you know, monitor yourself for symptoms and use common sense and, you know, wear a face mask. But if if you're um, medium or high, you actually should be putting yourself in quarantine, um, you know, for the 14 days and, you know, waiting to see if you develop symptoms or not. Um, when this was published in the CDC um, uh, paper that we mentioned that came out in mid-March of, of 2020, sure. and, um, and just identify a couple of things about um, high, medium, and low-risk exposures. First of all, high risk. High risk um, is someone who has COVID not wearing a mask and the person who is contacting them is not wearing a mask. And those individuals have prolonged contact, meaning more than two minutes, and they're close together um, with intimate contact, which is less than six feet. If you have that, that is considered a high risk exposure. Um, the medium uh, risk exposure is for, again, prolonged and uh, close contact with an individual um, and that individual is uh, wearing a mask. So the, so the individual with the coronavirus is wearing the mask, but the individual who is having contact is not. And that's a medium risk exposure. Now, in both of those situations, the individual who is exposed um, is to basically quarantine and stop working for 14 mm -hmm. days. In fact, they even make a recommendation that those individuals are to be reported to authorities and have formal monitoring um, you know, for, for their um, ongoing symptoms and to see what happens. Um, the third is the low risk, and the low risk are people who have uh, prolonged close contact, but both individuals are wearing a face mask or um, a brief exposure, which is under two minutes, or um, good social distancing, meaning you never came within six feet of the individual. So those are considered low risk, and those individuals would be counseled um, you know, go ahead, keep working, assuming you have no symptoms, monitor yourself. And usually um, the monitoring with an individual like that takes place just directly with their employer or their HR contact, but there's um, no cited requirement that um, public health has to be, you know, monitoring these individuals. Now, that being said, there are um, two additional risk factors um, or events that take place that will elevate your risk level by one. So again, low risk to medium and medium to high. So those are um, number one, being in a room where there's a procedure that could be aerosolizing the virus. So this could be something like CPR, it could be uh, intubating or extubating someone, you know, putting the breathing tube in or out of their throat, um, doing a bronchoscopy, um, where you know you're actually looking down someone's lungs um, with a camera, um, so you know those are types of things. Or an aerosolized treatment for asthma, and you can imagine that there are a lot of those going on right now in the ER. People coming in with respiratory distress, and they're getting their albuterol um, and their drying agents in the ER. So you know those um, uh, those will increase your risk of exposure. Now the last one is actually um, touching an individual, rolling them handling them, um, anything like that, 
that is uh, considered a, uh, a major risk elevator. So, you know, touching people. But again, if you think about it, our low risk was brief and more than six feet away. So obviously, if you're touching someone, you're less than six, six feet away. And then as always, you know, wear the mask. If you're not wearing the mask, that's a whole nother uh, risk level of assessment. And, you know, it is um, helpful, but like any other uh, triage instructions, you know, there's always going to be scenarios where you know, doctors are going to have to use their, their clinical, um, you know, determinations and their clinical experience. Um, you know, not everything is bulletproof and 100%, but I will say that um, this particular guideline um, that was put out in mid-March um, uh, by the CDC if, if it identified one thing as a risk factor, it was a face mask or a respirator. Yes. Um, you know, clearly, you know, that was one of the top indicators of risk for people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and that's important. And, and I think we're all moving toward that going out now. I think it's pretty clear that, you know, if you want adequate protection, even if you're doing social distancing, you should have some type of face mask on or respirator for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's um, it se- it seems like uh, you know, being being the most important part. It's like a ca- a castle might not need a moat, but it's got to have a wall. You know, the wall <laughs> would be the the mask there. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, Some common sense. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so Ratefest is currently working on a calculator for determining the uh, exposure risk for COVID-19. Do you mind telling me a little about the, the calculator, John? Yeah, well, we, you know, we're looking at the CDC guidelines um, uh, that I'm referencing here for risk assessment. And we began looking around and it just did not appear that anyone had put this into any type of useful tool. Um, that you know, someone could kind of go through, answer a couple of questions, and just get an idea of what the general risk is. You know, anytime you can, you can take some guidelines, put them into a consistent and easy-to-use tool. The chance that the guidelines are going to be used more accurately and consistently are so much better than hoping to people to recall them, you know, correctly, um, to have read the article correctly, you know, all these things. So yeah. again, we're, we're going to put this out and the idea is not to replace going to your doctor. And the idea is not to say it's better than the medical advice you get from a licensed physician. That's not the point. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the idea is to aid and assist and just make sure that when you are assessing risks, you are taking into consideration you know everything that the CDC would like to think about with that with those interactions. Yes, uh, based based off what I know about the calculator, it's sort of a, a logic input output based off of the lines of uh, the CDC guideline itself. So you know, it, if then if you're wearing this but not this, then risk level of exposure, uh, so, uh, something like that, which is again not not a replacement for the actual. I, I guess sound medical advice of somebody, but but it's it's the best you can do, you know, based off of the CDC guideline, right. uh, guidelines that are given. So, um, John, is there anything that you would like to tell us about uh, this topic, the calculator, or sort of the the issue at large from the standpoint of a medical professional? Well, I'm I'm going to just make a few comments. So. Hopefully, when our calculator comes out, we will um, make some announcements of that. It will have a disclaimer, of course, um, that it doesn't replace, um, you know, medical decision-making, a doctor, all that stuff. But hopefully, it can be used as a guideline um, for people 
people to think about the things that are valuable and important um, during this uh, you know, viral outbreak time and how we can be safe and stay safe. Thank you so much for, for your help today, John. And um, everybody out there, make sure you stay safe and that you're correct, uh, following the correct protocol and everything uh, during this ongoing and serious time. All right, Corey, thank you. Thanks, John. For more about the CDC guidelines for COVID-19 risk assessment and the RateFast CDC guidelines COVID-19 risk assessment tool, visit our blog at blog.rate-fast.com. And for more about the RateFast workers' compensation software suite, visit us at rate-fast.com.